Get Certified Together program is created by Technocofe, your free online knowledge sharing website, based out in London. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Get Certified Together series. This is episode number 33 I am recording today and if by any chance you have observed on the art of this episode or this podcast that we have shifted from weekly to bi-weekly. Although to be honest, I was not able to record it on weekly level as well. Although my announcement was I'll do it on weekly level, but somehow I was not managing it and I thought of changing that logo to bi-weekly now because it makes more sense to be honest with your listener so i don't want to promise if i will be recording anything weekly if i'm really not able to do it so instead i shifted to a bi-weekly mode and every two weeks i'll be recording the episodes now that's first announcement and second i want to share with you guys about kcna kubernetes and cloud native associate exam for those who haven't heard about it it's by Linux Foundation kind of associate level exam where they have I think multiple choice questions related to Kubernetes, basic functionality of Kubernetes and how it revolves around cloud native space and what sort of things are required from someone who want to have kind of like an associate level of understanding and why I am telling you about this exam. Well, I have this exam on July because I somehow forgot 
and just last month i got a reminder that i have a coupon i got it from kind of like scholarship from linux foundation so there are the intimation was hey we give you this coupon and as kind of like a scholarship to you why you are not using it why you're not getting yourself certified and i apologized to them i said that i'll get myself certified in another two months and already one month have passed i have started my my Kubernetes journey again, I have started revising all those basic Kubernetes concepts because like I told you, it's an associate level exam. So hopefully it won't be that tough for me. But of course, it's slightly different than, than Kubernetes administrator exam, which I gave that anyhow, I gave three years back. So it's, it's a lot of time now and I am kind of out of touch from the Kubernetes itself. So I started uh, all these revisions and everything. I have started that journey again, hopefully. I will share about that as well. Maybe something to be part of kind of like a season three for Get Certified Together series where we will be moving towards KCNA. So after CompTIA, CCSP, let's do KCNA. So that sounds like a plan. But anyhow, before that, uh, it's not like CCSP that I'm reading and telling you guys something. For KCNA, unfortunately, I have to give exam first. I have to study, give exam first before sharing the knowledge. So that's how it is. And I am making all the notes. I am keeping everything with me. So that we can have kind of like kubernetes and cloud native related things as well as part of season three of this series so just keep an eye on it and of course i'll be sharing with you guys how it went and whether i got certified or not another big change in my life i am moving from london to a nearby city i'm not sure it's a city or town but reading if you've been there if you're in and around england then you must have heard about that town so we are shifting out of london and to the reading this will be happening somewhere in end of july so maybe in end of july i might not be having that many episodes as well i'll be honestly busy in kcna exam and and packing my things and moving all the way it's kind of like if you if you are aware if you are my regular listener you know that this is kind of like my my second movement in in one year time because i shifted from singapore to england last year and Again, we have to go through, go through with everything. But I have to honestly give some kind of kudos to those photographers who take photograph of all the housing units in the United Kingdom. I'm not sure whether it's in your country or the place where you are. But here, if, when you see the houses from the photographs, you will think that this looks like a good unit. This looks quite a spacious place. Only when you go and visit that place, you realize that room stops moment you enter and garden it looks like that they have a big garden but when you really go into the house you see that it's kind of a small patch of land but anyhow those photographers they really are some guys they really take those photos like they, they can completely change how it's look like and and just last week i was discussing with my wife and i told her that this looks like something similar what insta filters or all these uh, oh, pre and post wedding photographers do to you they take these all these beautiful photos and trust me the housing photographers of england can give a good competition to those guys because the way they take photographs oh my god they really can change the way whole house looks like but anyhow i found one good house and i'll be shifting in july it's a change again but hopefully not that drastic change this time because we are in the same country just changing the city and it won't be that big but yeah it will be tiring so those are the two things part of introduction today and let's move to today's topic let me just quickly go through what we have done till now so we have started domain 3 cloud platform and infrastructure security we have already discussed about cloud infra components virtualization storage management or control plane compute networking communication 
we discuss about physical locations as well how you should design and how you should how you can make sure that you have kind of like disaster recovery kind of scenario when you are designing your data center or you are creating your cloud based system so uh, that's all we have covered in today's episode what i'll be covering is uh, designing a secure data center i love that topic because this is something which i have done so many times and it's really interesting when you're setting up something from scratch and then we'll discuss about risk assessment or risk associated with the cloud infra another interesting topic and i believe this this topic will be kind of repeating for those who who remember domain one because we have somewhat covered this uh, risk analysis for cloud infra components risk for virtualization layer risk on storage risk on compute we have covered sort of all these things and it i believe this will be kind of more detailed of those topics so this will be interesting as well let's move on to today's topic and before moving to today's topic let's have a quick small break Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's begin with logical data center design. I think some aspects related to this topic we have covered last week where I told you guys about about disaster recovery in case of uh, in case you want to have power modules those must be having an active standby kind of connection so that if your one power module goes down you still have your data center up and running. We should be having air conditioning unit as well 
which is again should be active standby so if one air conditioning unit goes down you have a second air conditioning unit always up and running data center design of course depends on where you are creating your data center where you are installing all those server and rack so first and foremost you need land you need space to put those server you have to think in uh, it from the point of view of like you're setting up a house and when you are setting up a house you need a land on top of that land then you create some kind of you bring in some kind of this house designer or some kind of architect to identify where should be particular room where you should be making your washrooms where you should be having stairs something similar for data center as well you design right away in day zero itself where you will be putting your racks where you will be putting your servers in which rack you should be holding networking switches or those routers or firewalls in which rack you will be only holding I don't know some kind of like heavy or high spec processor servers or in which rack you will be having your storage unit everything need to be defined everything need to be created all those cablings which are used to interconnect the server to the switches switches to the routers routers to the firewall they must be having some kind of active standby connection as well so you have to create logical bond on the operating system itself operating system which is installed on each server and physically the cables which are connected from port A to port B should be having an active standby connection as well. So in case one port goes down, you still have another port up and running. Now inside the server itself, these days all the server, all the companies which create those server, be it Lenovo, Dell, HP, they provide their own active standby scenarios. They create kind of like a, a separate processor module so that in case your one module goes down you still have another module up and running all these are kind of quite detailed information and i'm not sure that will be required in case you are you're trying to understand about cloud security but anyhow there is a redundancy on each and every level of your data center now a whole physical data center we discussed last time as well that should be located in two different places what about if you have kind of like a physical calamity and your one whole data center is uh, is destroyed what you're gonna do in that case you should be having a second standby now that standby can be warm standby where you install everything but everything is powered off it can be hot standby which is kind of always up and running standby unit of course it costs a lot but it makes a complete active standby scenario where if one thing goes down everything is all the traffic is shifted over to the secondary site without any interruptions and delays third is cold standby where you put everything in place but you keep everything shut down nothing is installed it's just a blank empty servers if something goes wrong with your active site you have to go over install everything from scratch on the standby site so only thing you are saving is cost of buying the hardwares or transferring doing the cabling again bringing in all those contractors and third-party service providers so you have everything already up and running in place only thing is it's not having any application or anything installed you have to do everything from the scratch kind of like a cold standby side so that's how you design your whole data center you have to of course document everything as well so whatever you are creating it must be recorded whatever you servers you have installed whatever licenses you have purchased it must be documented who should be having ownership of those uh, information who should be responsible for if something goes wrong with one of the equipment who should you be calling where is all that information in place how about like sla of the services your service providers who are giving you these servers what kind of sla you have with them how quickly they will be able to resolve if something goes wrong with the server everything need to be documented and it's also part of data center design so data center design is not simply uh, just installing those server and there you go you can start using it it's not as simple as that a lot of things are considered when you're creating a new data center when you're installing new services and on that data center and you're making it kind of like a production level now 
Now that data center which you have created will be running some services as well, will be running some application. If you install a virtualization layer on top of those servers, then you have created kind of like an on-prem cloud or as we call it, private cloud. And it's a good segue into discussing about what kind of risks are associated with that virtualization layer or those virtual machines which are created on top of that virtualization layer. Now just understand, there are multiple level of risks. First is risk related to infra, your physical infrastructure, which includes if someone kind of like hacks in into your physical server or someone actually able to go inside your data center using some kind of maybe an identity card of an engineer who was supposed to work in that data center and some bad entity, they are really able to go inside your data center. That's kind of like risk associated to your physical infrastructure. Or even if someone, if you have kind of like an insider threat, then someone who is working and who have all the access permission, they can go inside your data center and they can install some kind of malware directly onto the server. They can maybe plug out some cables. There are a lot of risks associated with physical infrastructure and those risks associated are also part of cloud infrastructure security. Reason why when we are discussing about private cloud, private cloud is actually on-prem, is a physical data center, which you, your organization is managing. So when, if you are a cloud security architect, you have to consider about those security aspects as well who have permissions to go into the data center, who have permissions of opening the rack keys, opening the racks using rack keys, who owns those rack keys. If you have kind of like a biometric mechanism to, to record who is going in and out of those server, of those of that data center location, everything is considered as part of cloud infrastructure security and part of physical infrastructure security of the cloud equipments. Now moving on to the physical infrastructure, let us discuss about the operating system related faults. Now remember on top of cloud server or on top of physical bare metal server, we install operating system. Those operating system may have a virtualization software itself, type one hypervisor, or they might need another layer of operating system to install that hypervisor, which is type two. So either way, if we have type one or type two, there is an operating system installed there. There are services, there are processes which are running on top of your server. These services are not directly associated with your virtual machine or with the application who end users are using, but these are part of cloud infra layer, infrastructure as a service. And you have to make sure those operating systems or those services are also patched. Those hypervisors are also having zero vulnerability. So if some something goes wrong with that operating system, if you are using vulnerable or old versions, there is always a risk that someone hacks into your virtualization layer or someone hacks into your operating system which is hosting all the virtual machine. And just think how big the impact will be. Uh, someone is having access of your virtualization layer means they can shut down all the virtual machines from a single layer. They can even access the storage, access the networking information from that virtualization layer because IPs are associated based on that virtualization layer. All the VMs or the virtual machines are running on a single block. And if someone is having access of that block, that means someone is having not that detailed level of access, but at least some level of access into your virtual machines as well. And that's another sort of risk which are associated with cloud security or virtual machine security. Something similar is relevant for Kubernetes as well. If you are running a Kubernetes on bare metal, or even if you are running kind of like a, a cloud service providers Kubernetes cluster, if you are using AWS managed Kubernetes cluster or Azure provided, Kubernetes cluster, still they are running somewhere. They are really running on some kind of hardware only, right? If someone hacks into those bare metal, those, those services, then your whole cluster is gone. Someone can hack into your pods and your containers. They can shut down the instances. A whole lot of things can be done. So first and foremost, we discuss about the physical security. Once physical security is ensured, we have to make sure that our 
operating system which is hosting the virtualization layer is also secure. Now coming on to virtual machines and if uh, if we talk about Kubernetes, then containers as well. We have to make sure that our virtual machines are secure. They are using their own logical private IP. They are not having like permanent internet access. Whoever is logging into virtual machine should be captured. All the logs should be there in place. Those logs which are captured on virtual machine should be transferred to a syslog server so that you have all the information related to virtual machine itself. Processes or, or the so softwares which are running on virtual machine need to be patched, need to be updated, and where that virtual machine is created need to be ensured as well that you are creating that virtual machine in kind of like active standby cluster. So just like your data center, your virtual machine should always be in an active standby mode. So even if something goes wrong with virtual machine one, your virtual machine two is always up and running. And on top of virtual machine, what you do? You install applications and those applications need to be secured as well. Now you can run n number of applications on top of your virtual machine. Whatever your developers or your end users ask, you will deploy those applications onto your virtual machine. So they can run web server, they can run some databases, they can run some kind of data analytics tool, Anyhow, whatever they are running, those applications themselves are some kind of software, right? They are also written in some kind of codes and they might have some kind of bugs associated with them as well. There are two ways to ensure that you are making sure everything is okay with that application software. First is always rely on correct source of those applications. So you cannot simply just download anything from the internet and install on your application or on your virtual machine. You have to make sure that you only are installing anything from the trusted source. So it can be canonical, it can be a certified image on the Docker Hub. Anywhere, even in AWS Marketplace, you can find a lot of images, but only few are certified and trusted by the actual service providers or actual image providers. Make sure you are using those images, make sure you are using those applications. Once that application is up, you have to make sure that they are patched. Again, we have to see through about all these vulnerabilities and we need to patch everything related to those bugs and those fixes. Now, vulnerability itself may or may not be monitored right away. So you might have to install some agent level monitoring system or you have to install some kind of uh, Nessus VA scanner or some other vulnerability scanner to keep check on those vulnerabilities. So you always have an idea of what kind of application or what kind of bugs are there in a particular service or particular application or particular virtual machine. On the networking level, like I said, nothing should be allowed in and out from the internet. You should clearly monitor what kind of traffic in and out is allowed, what kind of access level is provided to the end users who can have rights to log in into your virtual machine and shut it down or start it up. Everything need to be captured and everything need to be ensured to make sure your virtual machine or your application is always up. So from physical infra, we made sure that our operating system or virtualization layer is secure. And now we have made sure that our application or our virtual machine is secure as well. And last but not least, location and compliance. Now with cloud, we can put our information anywhere, remember? In case of public cloud specifically, you can create any kind of workload in anywhere across the globe. But it might breach the compliance. It might breach the agreement which you have with your end users. So you have to make sure the data which you are keeping in or you the machines which you are creating, buckets you are creating for the end users or for your own organization are following the actual compliance. If my data or my information is supposed to stay in US East, I should be creating my own workloads, all the buckets, everything related to that data or that information in the US East itself. Otherwise, what I'll be doing is I'll be breaking the compliance, which is not ideal for any organization. Second thing is governance. Now governance covers everything. It covers compliance. It also covers the observability, who is monitoring the services, who is making sure that your 
service is all always up and running who is making sure that if there is something wrong somewhere in your whole network or alien in your whole cluster how you can identify that real time what kind of seam or what kind of source solution you have what kind of service monitoring system is there in place so how you are capturing all the events which are happening every day every hour into your cluster into your system everything is part of governance and governance itself plays crucial role when you are when we are trying to understand about risk associated with running cloud based system or hosting cloud infrastructure it can be on premise it can be public cloud as well it can be hybrid as well anything what we are doing it should be all these set of criteria which i mentioned is always under our ownership our ownership as a cloud security architect now sometime in public cloud we have shared responsibility model still it might take away some things from us as an end user but it still leaves a lot in our bucket to make sure we are following those standards we are following all those considerations and that's all for this week's episode i hope we get something new to learn this week let us revise the concepts again before the upcoming episode so we can have a better understanding of today's topic next week we will be discussing about designing and planning security controls ooh that sounds a good topic as well thank you all thank you for listening again goodbye and good luck thank you for listening to get certified together if you loved our content then please like and subscribe from your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss the notification for our next episodes and announcements Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.